St. Louis. More than 25,000 of our kids are bringing their A-game. They are fierce, they're active, and they're having fun. This is Talking Game by The Open Source. This is a show about local youth sports. We're talking to athletes, coaches, sports directors, and more. And we'll be back in a minute. Located in St. Louis, The Open Source produces community-focused content. Everything that is published by The Open Source is about fulfilling the positive mission. The Open Source showcases the story of our neighbors in an effort to help everyone achieve and thrive. The Open Source TV streams on Roku, and the podcasts are available wherever you listen. Help The Open Source grow by sharing this episode. Thank you for listening. A good coach can bring a group of athletes together, help them put aside any pre-existing issues or conflict, and get them focused on working as a team. This is Talking Game, the coaches show. I'm your host, Bonita Cornute. Back in a minute. There's a veterinary hospital in St. Louis's Central West End that really cares about your pets. The Central West End Veterinary Hospital at Lindell and Sarah has been taking care of St. Louis pets for years. In addition to first-class wellness services, CWE Vet offers a variety of specialized surgical services to ensure the best care for your pets. There's CWE Vet Dental Care to help maintain your pet's healthy smile. If your pet has an unusual growth or mass, timely removal and biopsy can be an important step for your pet's health. CWE Vet is committed to their well-being. They'll benefit from expert spay and neuter services, contributing to their health and longevity. Orthopedic Solutions on site is for pets facing orthopedic challenges. CWE Vet is there to support your pet's mobility and comfort. Schedule a consultation today to explore how they tailor services to meet your pet's unique needs. Contact Central West End Veterinary Hospital, Lyndall and Sarah. Visit CWEVet.com. That's CWEVet.com. In the studio today is Desmet Jesuits football coach, John Merritt, Edwardsville High School's golf coach, Adam Tyler, and St. Louis University High School cross-country coach, Joe Porter, each with different skills but with the same objective. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Each of you have been here already, so you know the, you know the play. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you approach coaching. What is it that um, goes into creating that, that momentum and getting that team ready for the season and the game? Who wants to go first? I, I guess I'll go ahead and start. Uh, <laughs> I think the biggest thing is, is using sports to make kids better people. Uh, especially in a high school setting, it is really important that wins are great, but it's more important that the kids leave after four years as a better person, ready to be uh, f- better fathers, better family members, uh, better friends, and they can we can use sport to teach that idea. Absolutely. Coach? I think for me personally, it's, it's again, I, I said this before about a coaching philosophy, always, always doing what I think is right for the kid and, and for the team. Um, but also never stop learning. I, I think a, bi- a big thing for me is uh, I'm by far um, or the furthest thing from an expert on, on coaching, but uh, I think that 
continuously learning and, and obviously kids are changing kids have changed for for years and years and years i think you could go back to my my dad and he would say kids were drastically different than whenever i was in high school and i would say kids are drastically different than than where, where we're at now so i think uh the biggest thing is is constantly evolving and and learning new things and not just being dead set in your ways coach Merritt. Yeah, I'll add to that. I, I think both of those responses are dead on and completely accurate and and really mesh with the things that I believe about coaching as well. Um, and in football, we have a large team. And so I, I have 87 players and 19 coaches, and I feel like my responsibility is to coach them all. And that every single day, every practice and every contest is another opportunity for them to become better men, become better leaders, become better people, uh, become more consistent and more dependable, more reliable. And those are the things that we work on every single day. Um, there are our character traits, and, and that's what our program is built around. Our pillars are all character. And we're fortunate and blessed enough to be able to win some games, but what we're really trying to win is life. That's an important point. So many times you look at uh, high school sports and you think, is the goal to win the game or to teach the, the, the young person? That has to be a challenge in your mind. How do you, how do you satisfy the alumni who want to see lots of wins and some of the administrators? <laughs> oh, that hit, hit a note. Uh, you know, they want the wins, but there's that child who needs some support and maybe even some encouragement that comes with team, team activity. But, but I think if you focus on that development, the wins will take care of themselves. And I think, you know, looking at a lot of the schools that I know that have a lot of success, you can tell that their coaches care much more about their kids as individuals and, and their development, and that if they focus on those things, wins will take care of themselves, and the alumni will, will figure that out as well. Do you get that, though, from the alumni? I, I can't speak for, okay. for yeah. slew or dismet a whole lot, but I, I know where we're at. Uh, you know, we have such a, a great foundation um, of sports it, throughout the community and have for, for some time where I'm not building a program. The pil- pil- the pol- <laughs> geez, the program has been built years and decades before. So uh, for me, it's it's really just kind of kind of continuing what's been the tradition at Edwardsville and and you know a lot of sports just feed off of one another you know the football team has success the dance team has success Ah. the golf team you know it really is kind of a everybody is together feeding off feeding off each other but uh you know the biggest secret that that I think Edwardsville has had which I'm I'm sure Slew and DeSmet are, are the same is is great great families i mean we have great kids we have a, a lot of great families and and it does make my job easier as, as a coach but um yeah it's really working together with the parents to to help raise the kid or bring the kid up the that that proper way but you know you you often hear about that parent at a well maybe this is not in school with school sports but little league outside of the the school environment there's that parent that's always loud and aggressive and trying to tell you the coach what to do and my child should be in the game right now do you get that at all 
Oh, sure. And I, I think that's part of the same thing. You know, I, I will say we, we've got three coaches here from tremendous schools and athletic programs in general, three of the most successful in the area, right? Um, and in my experience, it's really the parents that want to win. Uh, the parents want to win more than anything. And the alumni are often really super supportive. And the administration, in most cases, is pretty encouraging when you're doing the right thing for kids. Uh, the parents want to win. They want to see their kids be superstars, right? And I get that as a parent. I want to see my kid be a superstar, too. Um, and I think one of the keys is to have reasonable expectations of success. And you can be successful and not win a state championship. Mm-hmm. And, and some folks, that's never occurred to them. Um, and it's important, I think, in a high school setting to educate your community about what your standards of success are and, and then to try to live up to them and, and to understand that sometimes as human beings, we fall short and that's OK. That's a learning lesson. And then we get back together and, and try it again. Um, and that's why we play. That's the educational outcomes that we're looking for. Sometimes we fail and we try again, and those are the life lessons. You two are nodding your head. Are you, of course, in agreement, but would you want to (laughs) add to that? Yeah, I I mean, personally, I think some of the more rewarding um, seasons I've ever had aren't necessarily based off of wins and losses. And when you say success may not be off of wins and losses, but it's watching and helping the kids develop and improve over the course of a year or two or three years. Kind of like teaching, you know, I think some of the more rewarding teaching experiences I've had aren't necessarily with my my honors kids that are going to go on and be doctors and and lawyers and things like that. It's, you know, it's helping some kids that that have have been struggling in in life and things like that. So um, success is it's not just based off of wins and losses a whole lot. Um, In fact, uh, you can have a. A terrible season where you you do really well in state and you just you know it kind of isn't isn't amazing it isn't that great and you can have an amazing rewarding successful season where you you may not may not go past the the regional or sectional or first or second round so wow well I look at at high school sports and and think they must all want to go to the college level they all want to go on to play professional sports but that's not necessarily the case well the numbers just don't support that that there's i mean there's only so many spots in college but uh again just teaching a kid on the days that not every day is going to be perfect not every game that they play or race that they run or or golf match they play is going to be their best and how they handle those situations and as a coach how can we teach them to handle those situations Mm -hmm. you know i think the five minutes after a race are the most important minutes of my season when I talk to a kid and, and and let them know that no matter what the result happened, that we love that we love them as a person and we care about them, um, we can talk about uh, you know we finished third at state this year and we had beaten the two teams that beat us uh, at the state meet. We beat them earlier in the year, but when we sat down, we said, "Hey, we didn't lose today. We had our best race. We focused on things we can control, mm-hmm. and things don't go our way. And we tip our cap to those other people." Uh, but they can sit back and say, hey, we didn't lose, even though we weren't the state champions. I understand. Understood. Are there any um, special experiences that you'd want to describe? 
struggles getting to the point that you were at at the end of your seasons this year? You just you just came off of your season. Well, I, we had a similar experience. I mean, we we lost in a semifinal game to a team that a really good CBC team that we had beat. We blew them out earlier in the season, and and you know when we beat them the first time, we knew that we caught them off guard. Um, and we knew that it was going to be a really hard game the second time, and their best player played the game of the century and beat us. And, and you know, we were sad to lose, but we also learned so much from it. And, you know, it goes back again to character. Um, when you get beat, we, we talk about, you know, take your loss and tip your cap to who beat you and be a good sportsman and be a good person. Um, don't throw a fit right out there on the field when you lost. That's a, a horrible look, and no one wants to be a part of that. And and in fact, when you do that, in 15 years, that's what people remember. They don't remember the great things you did. They remember those those negative moments, and, and let's avoid those and and be good people. And, you know, when I talked about success earlier, the, the standard of success that I set with our parents and our coaching staff is, is a five-year model. Five years after they graduate, um, did they become a productive member of society? Are are they good husbands? Are they good fathers? Are they good people? Are they still connected to our program? If the answers to those questions are yes, then it was a good season. Mm-hmm. And and we don't know that for a while. It's still kind of percolating in the pot for a little bit uh, mm-hmm. if we've done our work. And it's not going to come to fruition for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and over the long term, we've seen that we've mostly been successful. You say you caught him off guard, and you knew that you caught him off guard? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, CBC football has been a juggernaut in St. Louis for a decade. I mean, they are hard, hard, hard to beat. And uh, and DeSmet has beaten them a couple times in the last 10 years. But we are a new group, and I don't think – I think they knew we were good, but I don't think they knew how good we were. Nice. And, and so we, we were able to, to catch them off guard – but in, in team sports, you can really only do that once. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Interesting. Any other experiences for, for either of you two coaches? Uh, I really like what Coach said about controlling what you can control, especially in golf. Um, we, we, we don't put our hands on anybody else. <laughs> and, it's you know, so it's a lot of go play the course and, and you can't. You can't control what somebody else is going to do. You you truly can't. So at the end of the day, it's 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 do your job and, and control what you, you you can control, and that's about it. So um, I do I do really like that. We preach that all the time. We always have these little sayings and these little little comments. Again, I get made fun of all the time for saying, but at the end of the day, it really is just just focus on what what you can what you can control and. And that's it. But, you know, we don't, I personally uh, don't coach a whole lot of professional athletes <laughs> that are going to be professional golfers. That doesn't happen. So, like like Coach said, you know, these guys are going to be members of society. So it's ultimately, it, it, not that saying that professional athletes aren't, but <laughs> it's a different level. I'm not coaching a professional athlete. I'm not coaching uh, guys that are going to, you know, retire off the PGA Tour and, and things like that. So yeah, they're going to go to college. They're going to have families. They're going to be a part of the community. Um, a lot of them come back to our community and are members of our community and members of the, the golf program still. And, and that's huge. And I think that that feeds and builds success quite a bit as well. 
But they're becoming adults who are appreciative of the PGA and all that goes into winning an event like that and understanding the discipline that goes into to, to actually winning something like that. Coach, have you had any encounters with young people who uh, whose experience you learn from, maybe? Yeah. Uh, this year, for us, we had a, a freshman that was the number one freshman in Missouri history. Uh, came on the podcast, yes, and you yes. got a chance to talk to him. And, and it was interesting to watch a kid that is, he was sixth overall in the state as a freshman, um, and then sit and watch him have a freshman experience, watching him still get to make mistakes and learn and be supported by teammates that could surround him with love and care about him and make sure that he also got to be around the freshmen in his team, the guys he's going to be running with four years from now, not just go out and be with the varsity kids and things like that, to allow him to have that freshman experience, allow him to grow and develop and not expect a kid that has some freakish talents from the beginning to, to expect him to just rise to every level and every occasion, but to allow him to be supported and be around the guys his own age. Well, now, uh, Coach Tyler, you were Coach of the Year one year, wasn't that? Uh, uh, yeah, local local paper stuff. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we we're live not, for. We're not talking national <laughs> coach of the year or anything like that. Well, so. <laughs> but does that help? <laughs> uh, I, again, like I said earlier, I, I'm always trying to learn. Uh, you know, I, I, I even learn from our kids. I mean, we, we have some kids that go get lessons um, all across the country. Oh. Um, we have one one player who was who was here, Mason Lewis, who who goes down to to Texas and gets lessons from from Jordan Spees, um coach. Oh, and so, really? Yeah. So he he comes back and what am I going to say to that? <laughs> you know, it's like I ask him. I say, "What'd you learn?" You know, and, and teach the other kids. Like I, you know, I I know my role. <laughs> I, I try to. But that's neat then that he can take on that role of teaching other kids. Yes. the way that it goes, and it puts a little bit of ownership and leadership on a kid. I think yes. that's awesome. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I, again, I I don't pretend to be a, be an expert by any means. Uh, I try to help out as, as much as I can. And again, try to do what I think is right. But, uh, you know, if, if I can learn something, I'm, I'm going to learn something. I'm, well, did each of you play in your in your your sport? You were you played at uh, Coach Merritt. You were at Washington University. That's correct. As a football player, that's correct. Describe your experience as a player. Huh, well, so it, it took me, it took me, eleven months of playing college football to realize that I should be a coach, and <laughs> and I I stopped my career while still in college and actually took a coaching job at University City High School, and um, that was life changing for me uh, because I realized that I was a way better coach than I ever was a player. I was okay as a player, you know. Sometimes I was good, sometimes I was mediocre, um, but but as a coach, that was my true calling, and um, and I was really blessed and fortunate to find that out early, and to be able to get the opportunities I got at at a very young age, uh, and then to be able to be mentored by some great coaches throughout my career uh, has really been an incredible thing. He made the right decision early enough not to not to get hurt <laughs> or embarrassed. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, Coach Kimbaum, who just retired this year from, from WashU, he was in his second year when I got there. That's how long ago that was. And and um, and he was a great leader of men. And, and I wasn't ready for 
all of the messages that he was giving at the time. Um, I was very focused on myself and I was very selfish and self-centered. And when I became a coach, I had to step back from all that and, and look at other people and children and figure out how to care about them. And, and that was a life-changing, a life-changing move for me. Uh, and, and I feel lucky that I did it. Interesting. Very interesting. Coach Porter, did you run? I did. I ran at uh, St. Louis University, and it was a great four-year experience. And then uh, the way I got into coaching was I did a year of service with the Jesuits. I'm actually a graduate of DeSmet and was oh. able to do a year of service with the Jesuit priests that run both SLU and DeSmet, and they assigned me to SLU. And uh, during that year, I was teaching a little bit and doing other things around the school and kind of got to fall in love with coaching in that way. So it was kind of a fun way to kind of fall my way back into coaching that way. Interesting. Coach, did, did you play? Of course you were a golfer. So I, I played golf in, in high school, but I actually played baseball in college. So I, I went to Lewis and Clark for two years and then went to Indiana State for two years and played baseball out there. But it takes having been a player, an athlete, to be a good coach, would you say? Or maybe? Sometimes. Sometimes. I think, I think some, of the, some of the best coaches were not athletic or athletes. Now, some of the best coaches were tremendous athletes. I'm not sure that the skill sets really correlate as tightly as we think they do. Some of the knowledge does, um, but coaching knowledge... Especially, I think, in the 21st century, coaching knowledge is pretty easy to access today. When I first started coaching, it was very difficult to access coaching knowledge. Yeah. Now, now it's, it's pretty available. Um, and, and folks in the coaching world, uh, it it's, seems to me, across so many sports, are so inviting, are so welcoming, are so happy to help other coaches and new coaches. Um, but the, the skill set that I think is most important is the the humanity skill set and and the being able to relate to other people and and being able to teach and being able to lead and being able to inspire i think those are the the biggest ones Interesting. yeah i think there's a there's a fine line there between being a really good player and or being a good player and transitioning to a coach sometimes it's really difficult to to be a good player and have that player mindset and then go into the the coaching realm um so yeah, I, I I agree. I agree totally that I don't necessarily think that you had to to play or be a good player to to be a good coach, but I do think that there are certain qualities that coaches have, like the leadership um, and being able to relate to young men and and women and being able to to lead essentially. That's interesting. I guess I. I think the average person would assume that you had to have played and you had to have been really good at it in order to step into that leadership role. <laughs> but, and, and sometimes those skill sets that might be easy for that professional athlete, that great athlete, and they try to teach it to somebody else, and they're like, why can't you just go ahead and do this skill? Because <laughs> my body doesn't work that way. That's why I'm not going to be a I'm professional not six, athlete. Four, yeah. <laughs> I don't run a 4 3 40. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, gentlemen, we have eaten up our time and it didn't take much time at all. Certainly do appreciate you coming in today and want to wish you the best in your your season uh, next season coming up. Each of you as you step out there uh, with, with new teams. 
because you lost a couple. Your we golfers. did. We lost. We lost a handful. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you did. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's just perfectly fine. <laughs> perfectly fine. How's your team looking next year? Uh, so we have that superstar freshman. We're going to graduate a couple of great kids. Yeah. So we're going to have some holes to fill, but it's always a great challenge to have. John, do you have many leaving? Uh, we we're going to graduate 17 seniors, and uh, and they're they're a great group, and we're excited for them, um, and we're excited about the kids that we still have to. Good, excellent. Hope that the season coming up is good for each of you. We want to thank you for joining us in studio. Desmet Jesuits football coach John Merritt, Edwardsville High School's golf coach Adam Tyler, and Saint. Lewis University High School cross-country coach Joe Porter. Thank you each for coming in. We appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank Thank you you very much. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Talking Game. To find more episodes like this one, go to TalkingGameSTL.com. I'm your host, Bonita Cornute.